It's the Arthur Haynes Show. with Patricia Hayes in sketches by Johnny Spate with music by the Temperance Seven. you knocking, I was upstairs. Oh, I didn't know if you could hear me knocking or not. <laughs> Only some knockers you can't hear, can you? I suppose it's all calling how thick the door is now, like the knocker, isn't it? Well, my knocker's very loud, I assure you. Oh, well, you ought to have heard that knocker, and it's heavy knocker. Not like next door's knocker, that's a light knocker, that is, the one they got, but you can hear it all right, because their door's very thin, like yours, you know. <laughs> They're handy, aren't they, these thin doors? I mean, if you've got a thin, like a light knocker to go with it, you know. I haven't got a light knocker. It's a very heavy knocker. And I heard you distinctly. Well, you know what I like best? Bells. I like bells best. <laughs> you can hear bells all over the place, you know. It doesn't matter about the weight of a bell. I mean, a bell sounds light, it sounds heavy. It's just the same. It doesn't matter, you know, you press a bell, it just sounds like a bell wherever you are, you know. It's all in the batteries, the bells, you know, the batteries. That, you don't have to rely on the weight of a bell. Mind you, I don't mind a nice old brass knocker. A brass, not a brass knocker, is it, by any chance? You've got there a brass knocker. Is that a brass knocker, then? On a thin door, is it? What do you want? Who, me? You talking to me? Do you, what do you mean? Yes, you, me? you. Me, yeah. Well, there's yeah. nobody else here, is there? You were knocking at my door. What do you want? Well, I don't want anything. Nothing? No. I just thought I'd knock, that's all. Just a minute, just a minute. You just thought you'd knock on my door? Yeah, I thought I'd knock on your door. Well, I've been intending to knock here before, you see, actually, but I've, uh, I've never got round to it, you know. I mean, the other day, I mean, a little while ago when I was round here, I thought, I don't know, I'd like to knock on that door. It looks a good knocker, that does. I'd like to knock that door. <laughs> I thought, we saw, I was walking by and I thought, I'll knock him up one night, that fellow. I'll give him a knock on that knocker. It's a lovely knocker, that is. I'd like to knock that knocker. Could yeah. you stop for one moment and yeah. tell me? Do you mean to tell me now that you knocked on my door for nothing? Well, I hope not, mate. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, I expected a little bit for knocking, like, you know. You expected a little bit for knocking? Yeah, you see, I, I missed you on the carol singing, you see. <laughs> I mean, I've done all the others down this road, but I missed you, you know. What do you mean you missed me on the carol singing? Well, last Christmas. Last Christmas? Yeah, I've done all the others all down the road, but I missed you out. I mean, I've not been able to get round to you until today, so... If you've got a minute, I'll tell you what, I'll do it now, if you like. I want to be fair with you, so if you don't mind, I'll, I'll do the carols. Last looked out on the feast of Stephen when the snow laid round about deep and crisp and even. I'm knocking on your door, I'm knocking on the door. Please spend the penny for the little penny for Here, I think I'm going to give you money for singing Christmas carols. 
Look, I don't mind giving a chap a few shillings on Christmas Eve, but this is ridiculous. Coming, knocking on my door, and singing Christmas carols in the middle of June? Well, I told you I couldn't get round at Christmas. I told you that. I couldn't get round at Christmas. <laughs> well, that's hard luck. Hard luck. Well, I'm very sorry I'm, I'm, I'm not having carols sung to me now, not in the middle of June. Well, that's all very well for you, mate, isn't it? But, I mean, I, I'm the one that's going to be out of pocket over it. I'm going to be the loser, aren't I? Well, I'm very sorry. I can't help that. But I'm not giving money to carol singers at this time of year. Well, that's your last word, is it? It is my last word. I'm afraid it is. Well, in that case, do you want to buy some stationery, then? <laughs> I beg your pardon? Stationery. Do you want to buy some stationery? You know, paper and envelope. Yes, yes I, I know what stationery is. Well, do you want to buy some, then? For the, it's for the ex-servicemen. I'm selling it for the ex-servicemen. Well, I, I never mind supporting a good cause. Uh... Oh, well, you look generous. You know, it's for the ex-servicemen, you know. Yes, well, all right, all right, all right. I said I'm perfectly prepared to support any good cause. And a matter of fact, I do happen to need some stationery. Oh, well, that's all right, then. There you are. Then you can, uh, you can have this, then. What's this? That's stationery. Stationery? Yeah, stationery. One envelope... That's not stationery. Stationery is paper and envelopes. Well, there's a bit of paper inside the envelope. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, there is, yes. Then tell me, how much are you asking for this one envelope and this piece of paper? Thirty bob. <laughs> Thirty bob? Well, half a crown, then. Half a crown for a piece of paper and one envelope? Just a minute, there's an address on this envelope, too. Oh, yeah, that's my address, mate. Your address? Yeah, I'll put that on there. Why? So you'd know where to write if you wanted any more, like. <laughs> oh, don't worry, don't worry. I shan't want any more. In fact, I don't even want this ex-servicemen, indeed. You're not selling this for ex-servicemen. Who's not? I can prove it, mate. I mean, you look at those medals there, mate. That's ex-service. Yes. Oh, you don't get medals for nothing, mate. But look, I... I Up I, to I... me neck in muck and bullets, I've got these, mate. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sure. Look, my That's dear... ex-service. You don't get medals without being ex-service, mate. I'll tell you that. Look, I'm not disputing the fact, my good man, that you are most probably an ex-serviceman. But you're not working for one of the reputed ex-servicemen's organisations, are you? Well, no, no, not really, no. I mean, I prefer to work on my own, that's all. I mean, you get swallowed up in those big organisations, don't you? I'm an individual, mate. Like, I mean, I don't like being organised. Yes, well, all the same, I'm not going to argue with you about this, and neither am I going to buy any stationery off you. I don't mind buying from one of the genuine ex-servicemen's organisations. At least they do give you value for money. Yeah, well, they're big firms, aren't they? I mean, I can't afford to compete with big firms like them, mate. Yes, I, I can't I'm afford that. Maybe, but I, I, look, I, I'm very sorry about all this. I'm not going to buy that envelope and that piece of paper, and if you care to call around about uh, Christmas time, you know, and sing your Christmas carols, well, then I might contribute a few shillings. But until then, I'm afraid all I can say to you is good luck and good day. Good King Wenceslas looked down on the feast of Stephen when the snow rained round about. I told you I'm not going to give you money for singing last year's Christmas carols outside my door now. But these are not last year's Christmas carols. Then what the devil are they? The next year's. I'm making an early start. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Temperance Seventh. Good evening, England. Our first offering has been selected by our trumpeter, Captain Cephas Howard, the world-famed master of language. We always played in German, the Kaiser Drag. <laughs> Thank you. 
The doctor's job in a large hospital can be a weary one. There's so much that needs doing all the time. And not only has he to care for his patients, he can also have their relatives to deal with. Uh, there's a Mr. Haynes to see you, Doctor. Uh, Haynes? Oh, yes, yes, that's the husband of the woman in Ward 10. Uh, show him in, will you please, nurse? Yes, Doctor. Thank you very much. Will you step in here, please, Mr. Haynes? The doctor will see you. Oh, thank you very much, nurse. It's very kind of you. Uh, good morning, Mr. Haynes. Good morning. Uh, take a chair, will you? Um, sit down. Now, Mr. Haynes, I suppose you, uh, you want to know how your wife is? Well, I do, really. I just want to know if there's any chance of her coming out. Is there any uh, chance of her coming out, then? Uh, not yet, Mr. Haynes. No, I'm afraid not. Well, why not? It's not serious, is it, Doctor? Oh, no, 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 Mr. Haynes. There's nothing seriously wrong with your wife. Uh, by that, I mean nothing um, organically wrong. But nevertheless, she's suffering from a general atrophy, you know, listlessness, apathy. It's a common complaint with women in these areas. A dull outlook, you know, brought on by overwork. You know, things getting on top of her. But don't, don't worry about it, my dear fellow. A few months in the country, complete rest, quiet, some good food, and you just won't know the difference. Oh, you mean she's not coming home, then? <laughs> uh, no, 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 Mr. Haynes, not yet, no. It'll take a few months to get her back on her feet again, but don't worry, she'll be all the better for it. Yeah, well, that's all right, mate, isn't it? That's all right, isn't it? That's all right for her, isn't it? I mean, it's all right for her, but what about us? I mean, me and the kids. It's all right sticking her out in the country, isn't it? But who's going to look after us while she's sitting about having rest and quiet, then? Well, you've got a home help, haven't you? The council have supplied you with a woman, I believe, haven't they? Well, they have, yeah, but it's not the same as having your wife there, is it? <laughs> no. I mean, you can't expect home help to give you the same sort of comforts as your wife, can you? If you know what I mean, like... I mean, she doesn't arrive till seven o'clock in the morning, and she has an hour for lunch, and she's off home by six. I mean, that's all very well, but what she don't do is left for me to do. I mean, if any of the kids wake up during the night bawling, it's me that has to get out of bed and clout them one, mate. I mean, I'm not getting me proper rest, you know that, don't you? Mr. Haynes, I realise how inconvenient all this must be to you. With your wife away, your home is obviously disrupted. Well, of course it's disrupted. I mean, I mean with her, how am I going to get... Look, with her away, how am I going to get out at nights? You can't take them in the pub with you, can you? Not, not at their ages. <laughs> And if you leave them outside, there's a ruddy great moan goes up every time they push the door open and ask for crisps and drinks. And I can't afford a crisp and drink, not with my family, mate. I mean, there's about 18 of them, you know. 18? Yeah, about 18. Do you have uh, 18 children, Mr. Haynes? Well, about 18, yes. Well, what, what do you mean, uh, about 18? Uh, don't you know definitely? Yeah, I do know that definitely. Yeah, there's... Uh, Yeah, that's right. It's definite. Definite. Yeah, definite. What is definite? About 18. <laughs> 18 children. No wonder she's listless and dull, poor soul, and overworked. Hey, hey, just a minute. What about me, mate? <laughs> what about you? Well, uh, I had something to do with that as well, you know. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to waste all your sympathy on her, you know. What about me? I've got 18 mouths to feed every week, mate. 18 hungry mouths, mate. And more. And more coming. More? More, yeah. You don't mean to say that you're going to have more children. Well, I doubt if she'll stop at 18. I mean, she's always wanted a big family, my missus. She's always wanted a big family. <laughs> and I mean, you ask yourself now, how would you like that responsibility? 18 hungry mouths to feed, not counting the missus, and I'm a big eater too. And I mean, all I've got coming in is a dole and the family allowance, mate. And 20 quid a week don't go far these days, I tell you that. Not with prices what they are these days. I mean, look at the sweets. Sweets is doubled. I mean, they haven't touched a beer this time, I'll give you that. They haven't touched, but everything else has gone up, you know? All except the family allowance and the doll mate. That ain't gone up. That's been frozen for years, that's that. 
frozen for years. It's all right, you know, when you've got sliding scales. But I've got no sliding scales on the dole. And the unions, they don't help. They make enough fuss about the pay poles. What about the family allowance poles? I mean, they start a kid off on five bob a week. That's all very well when he starts. A little bit of powdered milk, you know, five bob, and he's got to grow up. When he's five years old, he's eating runny great steaks and chips, mate. And you can't get five bob. You can't get those for five bob. <laughs> Mr. Haynes, can't you get a job? Who, me get a job? Yes, you... I can't afford to get a job, mate. Where, where do you think I could get a job that would fetch me in 20 quid a week? Go on, you tell me. Mr. Haynes, the way you run your life is entirely your affair. But what is my business is your wife's health. She's been placed in my care, and in my opinion, she needs a lot of rest and complete quiet. In fact, a break from you and the family. And I want her to have it. Yeah, I know you do, but that's all very well for you, mate. I mean, it doesn't affect you, does it? I mean, it's no inconvenience to you, is it? I mean, your wife's home at night, you go home tonight and your dinner's cooked. And your carpet slippers are put out, mate. I know you. I know how you doctors live, mate. I've been watching Emergency Ward 10, mate. <laughs> you have a real right old time of it, mate. I've seen them on there. Your bread's buttered. All you've got to do is sit here and send other people's wives away on holidays, mate. Mr Haynes, will you please try and be reasonable? Well, you be reasonable. Go on, you be reasonable. Go on, you be reasonable. Go on, you be reasonable. Mr Haynes, I will be perfectly reasonable. Will you tell me something? When did your wife last go away for a holiday? Oh, about four years ago, I reckon. She was away four years ago? Yeah. And where did she go? She had a day at South End. <laughs> One day? One day, yeah. One day at South End four years ago. And you begrudge her this holiday? Look, I don't begrudge her any holidays, mate, but we're poor people. I can't afford to keep dashing off on holidays. Nobody's asking you to afford it, Mr Haynes. The state is going to pay for it. What, for everything? Well, of course. Well, you mean it won't cost me a penny? Not a penny, Mr Haynes. Well, how long will she be going for, then, do you reckon, like? Well, I would like her to go for three months. What, for rest and quiet and no worries? Yes, she must have no worries at all. That's the important part, the worrying part, isn't it? I mean, she mustn't have any worries at all. That's important, It is it? very important, Mr Haynes. It's extremely important that she's not worried at all. Yeah, you're right, you know. Well, that's settled then, is it? Well, I hope it's settled, Mr Haynes. I, I'd hoped that if I came round and had this little chat that you would see it this way. She so much needs this rest. Yeah, and no worries. And no worries, exactly. Right, well, I'll just go outside and tell the kids then. Excuse me just a minute, will you? Shut up! Right, that's better. Now, listen here, you kids. I've just had a chat with the doctor here, and he says your mum's going to be all right, but she mustn't have any worries. He's going to send her away for three months, you understand, so I'll see you all when you get back. Hey, just a minute. What do you mean you'll see them when they come back? It's your wife who's going away, not the children. Yeah, but you said she mustn't have any worries. That's right. Well, if she goes away without this lot, mate, she'll worry herself sick. I mean, they're the apples of her eye, they are, that lot. No, she'd worry without them, especially as she knows no one's looking after them. But what about you? Oh, don't worry about me, Doctor. She'll be too busy worrying about the kids to worry about me. Good day. And with Mrs. Haynes away for a long rest, we've chosen a most appropriate number. Bye-bye, baby.
goodbye, baby. Remember you're my baby when they give you the eye. Although I know that you care, won't you write and declare that though on the loose you are still on the square, I'll be gloomy. But send that rainbow to me, then my shadow will fly. Though you be gone for a while, I know that I'll be smiling with my baby by and by. With my baby by and by. seen the domestic problems of one type of person tonight, but let's look now at the domestic problems of another type entirely. If you walk through the parks of many of our big cities, you'll often come across an old tramp sitting or perhaps sleeping on one of the benches. And to many of these tramps, the bench in the park is their only home. They'll live on a particular bench for months, perhaps even for years. And as you pass by, you may wonder if this type of person has any domestic problems. What time do you call this coming home? Well, don't you start nagging me, you old rat bag. <laughs> I've been out all day. I have scrounging around trying to find a few bits and pieces. I wore my feet to the bone. I've been walking about today. Oh, it wouldn't hurt you to have a bit of a clean up round here, would it, round this bit? <laughs> Look at all these leaves and bits of paper lying about all over the place. This is getting to be the dirtiest bench in the park, this is. It's not my job cleaning up the leaves. I'm not the park keeper. Park keeper? What's it got to do with the park keeper? We've been living on this bench for six months now, haven't we? I know. Well, I surely know. you can have a bit of pride, can't you, and clean up round it? You're getting scruffy. That's your trouble. That's what your trouble is. <laughs> it's just like a pigsty, this bench is. You're just letting things go, you are. That's what you're doing. I cleaned up all this morning. All this morning I was cleaning up. It don't give you no art, though. It don't. Soon as you stop sweeping the leaves up, the wind blows and they're all back here again. Wind blows. 
You know your trouble, don't you? You've got no go in you. That's your trouble. You're letting things get on top of you. That's what you're doing. You're lazy. You're bone idle and lazy. That's what's wrong with you. You're just like your mother. That's another old rat bag. That one. <laughs> A right dirty, ugly old rat bag, she is. <laughs> just like you are. Sooner sit there and mope, you would. Yes, it's all right for you to talk. But I ain't as young as I used to be. You want this bench poshed up all the time, you better get me some help. Yes, you get me some home help. What are you talking about, home help? What do you think I'm going to do? You think I'm going to walk down to the council and ask them for some home help to keep the bench clean? <laughs> you can't get no home help for park benches, you... rat bag, you? <laughs> All right, then, if I'm not going to get no home help, it wouldn't hurt you to muck in a bit, would it, eh? But, oh, no, you'd sooner be out all hours, wouldn't you? Out gadding about. Out with some fancy woman, I suppose. Don't start talking to me about women. There's only been one woman in my life, mate, and that was enough for me. Oh? Well, what's that lipstick on your shirt, then? That lipstick was on this shirt when it was given to me. And it's not my fault if there's lipstick on the shirt. It's the bloke what gave it to me. It's his fault. So don't start blaming me for things he's been getting up to. I don't mess about with no fancy bits. I've kept myself pure, I have. So have I. I've never let myself be sullied or dallied with, not by anyone. That's how it's supposed to be. That's what all them vows are for when you're married. Yes, the vows yes, are for. I'm not saying it isn't, but that's no need for you to go gadding about all hours just cos I'm not the flirting type. Look, I've nobody's been gadding about. It what are you talking about? It wouldn't hurt you to stay in a few nights and do a bit of work about the bench. It's all right saying I've let things go, but you ain't done hands turn round this bench, not since we moved on to it. You and your plans. You was the one full of ideas, wasn't you? Soon as we moved on, what you wasn't going to do to make it a nice home and all that, supposed to be going to grow cabbages and things all round it. <laughs> What's happened to all them dreams then, eh? What are you talking about, cabbages? You can't grow anything round this bench. They won't let you grow nothing round here. Some perishing park keepers. Ruddy toe rags they are, those park keepers. <laughs> They're out there with their lawn mowers and cutters from early morning till night. I mean, a little plant's only got to show its head through and <laughs> it's off. Oh, well, it wouldn't hurt you to put a bit of paint on this bench. All you think about is gadding up the West End. Oh, I wish I'd I wish I'd never married you. Well, don't worry, don't worry. You're not the only one that wishes that. I done myself harm I did marrying you, you know. I could have got on a good if I hadn't married you. I could have been up there on the embankment, I could. One of those bachelor benches instead of down here on this crowded thing. <laughs> a right slum, this is. Look at the right slum, look at that. I'd have got on, I would, you know you that, don't you? get on. I'd love to have seen that. You getting on, the fat chance you had of getting on. Well, that's what you say now, but I could have inherited, you know that. And it had a bit for you, I was next in line to inherit, I was. But my old man cut me off because I married you. Married out of my classes, you're married out of your class, Arthur. He said, you're stepping down. I stepped down, all right, that's what I did. I stepped down to marry you. I could have been up in Piccadilly on the family pitch, you know, now selling matches, running a family business. If that had been for you, gave it up all for you. I could have had a roof over me and I could, sitting in that port selling matches. That's what I gave it up for you. Hey, look, stop arguing. Let's make the bed up. Standing here arguing with you all night. I'm tired. I want to get me head down. Oh, it's nearly 12 o'clock. Right, Come on. Then, all right, all right. Oh, blimey, look at these sheets. Don't you think it's about time you change these sheets? Look at them, they're filthy dirty, look at them. Look at the headlines on them, that'll show you how long we've been sleeping in them. Look at that one, Monty takes Alamein. 
Well, if you don't like it, you know what you can do, don't you? Oh, I see. It's like that now, is it? After the sacrifice I made marrying you, making a decent woman out of it. Now it's like that, is it? Well, all I can say is that I wish I'd never brought you a present now. Present? A present. Yeah, I bought you a present. What, you bought a present for me? Yeah, I did. Oh, oh, have you got it for me, Artie? Oh, you haven't. Oh, come on, where is it? Show it to us, Oh, Art. you're changing your tune now, are you? Oh, changing well. your tune. Yeah, just because I brought you a present home. Well, I won't do you out of it. There you are, then. There it is. Look. Oh, oh, look. oh Artie. Like oh, that? yes, oh, they're lovely. Oh, they are. They're lovely, Artie. It's what I've always wanted. Nice pair of woolen drawers. <laughs> I thought you'd like those, love. Yes. I thought you'd be tickled with those. <laughs> you are thoughtful. You know where I got them? No. I gave two goldfish for those at our house in Tooting. Goldfish? Yeah, two hey. goldfish. Well, where'd you get the goldfish from, then? Out of a pond in Ealing. <laughs> do you think they'll fit you, then, do you? Oh, yes, I think so. Might be a bit long, but I can always tuck the ends in my socks. <laughs> Oh, Artie, sorry I'm always nagging you. Oh, it's all right, love. We all lose our tempers, you know. I've had a hard day, you know, traipsing around. I've had nothing to eat. You haven't got anything. There was nothing in the litter bin, is there? No, no, Art, there's been nothing in there all day. Well, I suppose we just have to tuck up and go to bed, then, eh? Yes. Oh, well, good night, my love. Good night. God, black ruddy clock. What's the matter, love? Well, how can you sleep with that noise going? Give us that brick up. Oh, yes, here. <laughs> well, that's it then. See you in the morning. Good night, my love. Arthur Head Show starred Arthur Haynes and Nicholas Parsons with Patricia Hayes in sketches by Johnny Spate. With music by The Temperance Seven. The show produced by Richard Dingley.